Today's program is sponsored by Reformation Sites, an easy-to-use website platform helping Reformed churches reach out more effectively. Listen at the end of the podcast for a special offer. Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman and Todd Pruitt. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. Well, you are listening to Mortification of Spin. My name is Todd Pruitt. I'm pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in the beautiful Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Robin to my Batman, um, uh, uh, Cato to my Inspector Clouseau, uh, Carl Truman, uh, who teaches at Grove City College in beautiful western Pennsylvania. Uh, Both of us have chosen to live in places uh, that are very, very hard for uh, hostile government uh, forces to infiltrate and to find. Me safely tucked away in a valley, uh, Carl safely tucked away in a portion of the country that literally no one wants to visit. So um, we feel like we have a lot to say about modern cultural uh, issues that are facing us. And um, we thought we would uh, uh, dip a toe into the waters, so to speak, of, of pastors, ministers, elders, and social media. I think it could be said, as someone who is in social media, uh, that, that there may not be any more corrosive um, a, a piece of technology or facet of technology um, than social media today. I just, I just recently got off of Twitter and I, I feel much healthier. Um, I'm, I'm eating grapefruit now and jogging every day. Um, driving a Prius. I'm, I'm, I, I just feel a great deal of freedom and moral superiority. Yeah. Um, ever since I got off of Twitter in all seriousness, I'm deeply happy. Yeah. I got off Twitter. The bottom line was <laughs> it was so polluting my soul and my heart and turning me into a, a, a horse's rear end that I had to um, get off of, of, can, of Twitter. Can I just remind you, Todd, that the yeah. last time on Mortification <laughs> of Spin that you announced that you were coming off Twitter, that very day that the podcast broadcast, you'd actually gone back onto Twitter. So I want to stick in a disclaimer for our listeners here. Uh, I take no responsibility for whether by the time this program airs, this man is back on Twitter polluting the social media atmosphere. Uh, well, I, I understand that. I, I, I take full responsibility for your cynicism on that, Carl. Because I, but, but what I did this time, which is what, what I didn't do last time, I actually deleted my account. And I just don't want to go through the bother of, of creating a new account. And I can honestly say that after, I don't know, two weeks or so off of uh, Twitter, I am a happier, more well-adjusted man. I'm, yeah. I'm sleeping uh, better. I can um, run for long distances of time. My vision is better. I no longer Your need glasses. Your hair is coming back as My well. My hair is growing back into a thick, lustrous, curly black. And uh, so I'm, my, my, my skin tone is back. All of, you know, I, I, had, I had chunks of skin falling off of my body, and those are healing themselves again. Uh, so I'm happy about that. Um, in all seriousness, though, <laughs> let me read you something 
that uh, my 20-year-old son uh, texted me just last night. And I was very moved by it. Um, he is on Twitter. He, he checks out reference. And I've told him not to do this. He checks out references to me on Twitter. And um, this is lest you become too puffed up and conceited well, with how I, great I, I, people think you are. Exactly. Yeah. I, I will say this about my yeah. 20 year old. Now, my, my older son would probably get a kick out of it and tease me about it. But my my younger son is a bit more tender hearted and he actually it, it hurts him, actually, yeah. when he sees really ugly things written about me. But he just out of the blue texted me last evening because there are I don't know, for some crazy reason, um, I'm being trashed on on Twitter again. But he, he wrote this. He just said. Uh, want to let you know, no matter what I see on social media with your name on it, I'll always thank the world of you. Now, he'd I, obviously read something I'd written about you, I guess. There, <laughs> he, being, uh, you know, he saw Carl's Twitter uh, uh, tirade <laughs> against me. No. Um, but but one of the things I, I that, that came to mind was, first of all, um, the, the things that are out there on Twitter, of course, and social media, every, everybody can see, including our our children. And, you know, I've had to do no small amount of repenting myself over quickly fired off little, you know, snide remarks, that, that, that sort of thing. And, and there's something about social media and I, and I think Twitter in particular, although it's very easy to do on Facebook as well, but Twitter in particular, that, that emboldens kind of our worst instincts and puts pastors and elders at risk. Those of us who are to remain above reproach, it makes it very easy for us to become reproachable. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think you're right. As a personal anecdote from a few years ago, I was speaking at a church and a young man came up to me afterwards and introduced himself and I recognized the surname. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, are you related to person X? And he said, yeah, I'm his son. And I just want to thank you for the fact that every time you've interacted with my dad, even though you disagree with him, mm-hmm. you've always done so respectfully. Mm. And I remember thinking at the time, wow, not everybody's son would come up and say that <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah, this particular young man, clearly I'd, I'd always spoken mm-hmm. appropriately, and it, you know, knowing the person affectionately about him yeah. at points. And that really brought home to me that, yeah, people's families read the kind of stuff you write. And that made me overnight far more cautious about how I would speak about people online. And I've never done the Twitter stuff. Mm -hmm. The stuff I've written online has generally been longer posts uh, where I try to put together some kind of argument Mm -hmm. about something. So I do think the the temptation to shoot something off quickly, which you haven't really thought about and which may be received very different, you know, maybe you're aiming to hurt, maybe you're not. Mm -hmm. And maybe the sheer lack of context that 140 characters or whatever carries with it means that the the sort of the the thing you've sent out there is received very differently to how you intend it. So I'm, I I want to praise you, Todd, actually, for coming (laughs) off Twitter. Well done, my son. I've only been saying this to you for years, but I'm finally glad. Uh, Maybe as a rule of thumb in the future, you should think, well, Carl and I disagree on that. It always turns out that he's right in the end. Always. So maybe I should just cut out the years of agony (laughs) and do what he says now. Maybe that's the way to go. You know, it could be. Now, now, I I don't think I'm going to apply that to, um, to, to drifting over to the, to the OPC. Uh, anytime soon. Well, I mean, we wouldn't. We wouldn't want you, man. Well, I know. I, you know I, we, we need to keep our denomination orthodox, true, true, sound. Well, you know, the OPC has its crazies. The PCA has its crazies. Yeah, and we it don't want depends. any more. So please don't come and join it, the it OPC. It just depends on which brand of crazy you prefer. And yeah. So yeah. yeah. Now, um, one of the things that um, 
I, I, I have found, particularly in, in regard to, to Twitter, because Twitter is so quick and so immediate, you know, as you as you scroll through, which I, I had gotten into this habit of scrolling through and just seeing uh, the various things I was being trashed for for several years. And of course, you didn't know it. They were trashing you also, but you weren't on Twitter. And so and I don't care either. You, you, couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't enjoy it. But, you know, I, I, I wear those things as a badge of honor. Exactly. When I hear about them. And Ex- my kids do find them very amusing. Actually. Well, they're, I, they're not I, as sanctified. As well, I will course. say this. My, my, my youngest, um, who, who's a 20 year old, who, who it, it, it he hurt. believes everything they say about me. Well, Is that what you're going to no, say? No, it, it hurts him when when he sees yeah, people write yeah. mean things about me. But yeah. he did think it was very funny um, yeah. when for a little over two years I was being accused of, of being a feminist. Yeah. He, he he thought that was incredible. You know, he would always he'd laugh as he would read a new but one out are. loud. And he'd say... Do these people not know you? And Do they think um, this is some kind of new insight. You know, we've known this for years. Exactly. Well, well, but what's interesting is is you know you go from being a a, a feminist to to being a misogynist very very I have quickly. Noticed that about you, you very can quickly. But the question Turn is, on a dime. The question it's is, scary. is that the medium itself, the medium lends itself to yeah. those sorts of of kind of attacks. In, in other words. So you're telling me it's not the most nuanced medium. It's then not for the most nuanced medium. Well, and the other thing is, is that is that Twitter, because of its limitations, doesn't necessarily appeal immediately to the to the impulse of how can I edify someone today? You know, Twitter just doesn't. Yeah. Although some people use it for that purpose, yeah. and I've seen some people yeah. be very disciplined to use it for that purpose. But my my, my suspicion is that people don't find themselves drawn to the guy who in a very disciplined way yeah. only uses it to say positive things yeah, yeah. that 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 you if you if you if you look at the twitter threads uh, that, that that have the most likes and the most comments. It's always something very incendiary, yeah. not because yeah. somebody posted a scripture <laughs> or somebody said, "I just want everybody to know yeah. I love them." That's not the stuff on Twitter that gets traffic. The street fight will always draw a crowd. Right. I mean, I think uh, I, I've joked in the past. You know, if, if your name's Oscar Wilde or Friedrich Nietzsche, you can do Twitter really well. <laughs> uh, on a more serious level, I would say there are guys out there that I, I'll check occasionally, and they're helpful. Robbie yes, George at sure. Princeton, for example, because Robbie. First of all, he is the master of the clever and gentle mm-hmm. one-line put down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also very good at linking to things that are worth reading. Mm-hmm. And our friend Matt Frank yep. uh, is great at directing you to things that are worth yeah. reading. So there are some out there. I think for me, to move away from just Christians in general to particularly elders and ministers, one of the things it seems to me is that when a minister or an elder is called, they're primarily called to pastor a congregation. They have been given 30, 100, in your case, 10,000 <laughs> congregants, you know, right. mega church to, to, mm-hmm. to influence. And that's what they're called to do. Those mm-hmm. are the people they're called to influence. Ultimately, on Twitter, it seems to me there are very few people you can actually influence. Mm-hmm. You know, is Robbie George influencing people by his Twitter? Probably not. He's actually just expanding most of our reading list. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who think that, that Twitter gives them a, a platform that allows them to have influence beyond their congregation are A, fooling themselves, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous, right. and B, I won't say they are neglecting their primary calling, but if they use the medium foolishly, they might end up not only not influencing anybody else, but weakening their ability to influence the people that God has right. placed 
under their ministerial authority in the local church because one of the things that goes through my mind now when I write anything on the internet, and, and thankfully all my stuff goes through editors, so there's always right. somebody editing. But I'm always thinking, you know, if my kids read this, mm-hmm. or if my wife reads this, are they going to be embarrassed the way I'm, I'm behaving? Right. And I think ministers and elders need to think, you know, if my congregation read, read this, am I going to look... Yeah. Am I going to look ridiculous? Am I going to look unpleasant? Am I going to lose some of the goodwill or some of the respect that I need to have from the people that God has placed under my ministerial authority in order to have the influence that God wishes me to have mm-hmm. with these people? And we can all think of even recent events where stuff that has gone on the internet has been exposed to public gaze. And even if some of it has not been vicious, mm-hmm. some of it's been childish right. and undermining of of authority and it's the kind of the age we live in we have a president who is sure. incredibly childish right. on twitter uh you know we always hope in our leaders left right and center that they're kind of aspirational role models we don't have that anywhere it seems to me on right. the political spectrum at the moment but in the church we need to do better and mm-hmm. if we you know if you're an elder or minister and you think you can handle twitter then make it a medium for edification right Behave in a way that actually enhances the respect and the trust that the handful of people Mm -hmm. that you actually have responsibility for can read and look to you as as an inspirational role model for mm-hmm. what a Christian should be like. Is yeah. that making any is that yeah, making I, sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. In fact, the uh, I would say the two chief reasons that I dropped out of Twitter and deleted my account was one – it was a waste of time. You end up spending more time scrolling through that stuff than you actually think. Um, I I likened it to, I've never been in a casino, but I've read about casinos and I saw the Martin Scorsese film. So this is what I know is that they don't put windows in them. I tell you, they're not as good looking in real life in casinos (laughs) as they are in the Martin Scorsese movie. They, They don't put windows in because they don't want you to be able to keep track of time. They don't want you to be able to keep track of the passage of time. And, and Twitter is like this, um, this, this little mini casino that you step into and you think that you were only on there for three or four minutes and you were actually on for 30 or 40 minutes. So, so it, it encourages a, a waste of time. And then the other thing is, is that it encourages really negative thoughts. As I would scroll through, you know, I would, I would see the things that people would write about me, people that I don't know. Um, and that's very discouraging. Not only is it very discouraging, but then I begin to think very negative thoughts about that person. It's just not good for my heart. And so I, I had to get out of it for that. And, and, and it, it, it lends itself, uh, if, if you're being criticized or if you're being attacked on social media, you, you, you want to take immediate revenge. Um, you want to um, uh, vindicate yourself immediately, which, of course, is a fool's game because you can't do that. Um, and then you you end up just dirtying yourself yeah. in in the process. And so I I would just say those were my areas of conviction that as a pastor um, it 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 used more time than I was giving it credit for just scrolling through and, yeah. and looking yeah. at, and and it developed this kind of morbid sense of curiosity on my part. Well, who's who's going after me today? Um, which is not good for me. See, I never. This is why I never read it. So I'm just. I'm listening to this thinking, Wow, I could be doing all this stuff, but I really don't want to. I really don't want to. No, <laughs> it is. It is. It is not good uh, at all. Do you think? Uh, okay, here's a question. Yeah. Guys, going forward for a call at a congregation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, do you think the elders have a right 
to say to him, okay, we need access to your social right. media accounts. We want to see what you've been doing online. Um, mm -hmm. Is that... Is that a reasonable request? Mm -hmm. Because, of course, one of the qualifications for church leadership is of good reputation with mm -hmm. those outside. And one of the vows we take is about the peace and unity of yeah. the church. Do you think it's reasonable yeah. for, for sessions to say, or elder boards to say, okay, man, we're, we're considering you as a pastor or an elder. We need access to your social or media accounts. Or is that an invasion of mm -hmm. privacy? Well, I, I mean, I, I think since, since social media accounts tend to be public, uh, you know, a guy's Facebook, a guy's uh, Twitter account um, are are open and public. I, I would say that um, a church, a session, a, a pastor search committee um, are not doing their due diligence if they don't say, hey, let, let's see if this guy's on Twitter. And if he is, mm -hmm. whether he's an irredeemable jerk or whether he's fairly responsible. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think that those things are really important. And again, so so to seminarians and and young guys headed towards pastoral ministry. Um, they need to be very careful on that. I mean, and, and this isn't just for pastors, you know, but, uh, m you know, we're hearing of more and more employers oh, yeah. um, who are checking out people's uh, s social media accounts. Because if they hire somebody and find out that they've been, you know, retweeting uh, David Duke or whatever, uh, you know, there's going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, well, Jermaine Greer, I mean, it's getting really <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> Right. So, so that, that has to be yeah. um, looked into because m most people are, are good at making a good first impression. And certainly I think people who have certain ministerial gifts are good at making a first impression. And so a guy can, you can sit down with the elders, you know, you're looking at this guy, he's preached a few yeah. times, he's a good preacher seems like a nice guy. He's, he's not awkward in conversations. And then you get on his Twitter feed yeah. and he's posting, you know, just really mean spirited, vindictive kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, that has to be addressed. That has to be talked about. And, you know, one of the things that struck me from my limited exposure to so-called Christian social mm -hmm. media is how obsessed it seems to be with destroying other Christians. Mm, you know, mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about, go back to Robbie George again. Yeah. yeah there's no doubt when you read Robbie George who the enemies are. Yeah. The enemy is a freedom of religion. It's the right. LGBTQ activists. Right. It's actually people that it's kind of courageous to pick on in the public square. Right. Right. Uh, it can be career ending to mm -hmm. pick on these people. It's amazing to me how courageous mm -hmm. in deep, highlighted inverted commas so many christians are. i mean right picking on you man you <laughs> know that you're not gonna you're not you're, you're not gonna hit back there's i have no, no power no over the personal cost right. in picking on todd pruitt mm -hmm. uh you know pick on an lgbtq activist yeah. that might be different exactly. i mean exactly I rarely have read the comments uh, in my first things piece associated <laughs> with my LGBTQ articles, and I'm 100 million percent certain they're entirely positive of and course. thoroughly affirming of me as a person. Completely. But there is a question of, you know, who's the real enemy here? We, we know that the truth needs to be defended within right. the church, and actually the church has mechanisms for doing mm -hmm. that. We call it the Book of Church Order right. in the uh, OPC, as you do you have a book of church order? We do in the PCA also. Yes. Oh, really? Now it's loose leaf. Oh, it's yeah. I was going to say that's dangerous because they can just endlessly expand. As is tight bound, and we can only add to it every fifth year mm -hmm. or something. Well, and that's because you all believe that uh, along with the Bible, it is an, an additional testament. It's well, I, Machen. The, the story is that Machen found these <laughs> golden, golden plates with the book of church order written on, and these magic spectacles, uh -huh. and he he, he translated yeah. it. 
from I think it was Middle Egyptian. Yes, yes. Into mm-hmm. into the Book of Judges. The angel Presbyterioi appeared yes, to him. Yes, and so uh-huh, yes, in yeah. a wood just outside Philadelphia. <laughs> um, if there are any woods just outside Philadelphia anymore. No, but seriously, the yeah, it, it's very interesting how in an era where you know it, we won't talk about the controversy in particular, but there was a certain controversy right. erupted recently online yeah. uh, in the very week in the yes. very week that we had had the uh, the Bostock ruling. Right. You know, hello, people. Your religious freedom is about to be taken away from you right. forever. And what are you doing? Fighting yeah. each other over trivial yeah. matters. You're accusing Todd Pruitt of being a radical misogynist. <laughs> That's right. You know, right well, after well, you, you know, accused him of being a feminist. I, I can guarantee you that Todd Pruitt is not, he is a public enemy, <laughs> but he isn't public enemy number one. That's right. uh, I'm down the list. I don't make yeah. the top 10. Probably the top 25. No, you're very disappointing as a public enemy. <laughs> you need to raise your game. Right. So, um, yeah. yeah. Let me let me throw this in also, though. Um, I've remained on 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 Facebook. I almost yeah. quit, but I remained on Facebook because um, because you're a narcissist. Because I give it I up. love to post pictures of myself. Yeah. Um, I've gotten uh, some new glamour shots. No, but I mean, th- there's one uh, one thing is that it, um, I I stay in contact and I and I see a lot of progress from uh, adults now, but who were kids in in the youth group when I was a youth minister, and I see them posting pictures of their kids and so Do there's that post any pictures of you and you were I, I have some of those that have been oh, passed along well, on Facebook. we need anybody out there we need them sent yep. to the alliance I, I, we, I, we can I, use this material i have one picture of me at a high school retreat where i'm wearing a promise keeper sweatshirt so oh, there you go there you go to get that uh-huh. i've we got have it. to get that i've, I've got we it have to get that mm-hmm. i've got it so, please, so i please. love i love that aspect i, I look yeah. back and it's very very sometimes very moving as i look back and see kids i had in youth group who are now godly moms and dads raising their children that kind of thing so there's that aspect of it but also um you know you talk about how robbie george and other pa- pass along really good things that are worth reading i've i've I find that it's 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 a great platform to pass along edifying things to the people in my church. And I hear on a weekly basis from people in my church, thank you for posting that article. Thank you for posting the link to that book. And I think we can be disciplined enough to use it for connecting with friends and passing along things that are edifying. Um, it can be useful. And I, I myself have gotten a hold of some great articles um, through Facebook and some great book recommendations. So in terms of that kind of thing, use it for that. But if you're trying to change someone's mind um, through social media or fight a battle or vindicate yourself in social media, it is a losing battle. You're going to end up um, uh, 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 down in the mud with with those who have, at least in your mind, uh, unjustly accused you of things. I know because I've been there and I've never won, you know, quote, I've never won an argument on social media. And as far as I know, I've never changed a single mind. So stop using it for that, because if you do, you're going to end up hurting yourself. You're going to end up hurting your reputation. Yeah. It's great. It's almost like a kind of alcoholics repentance speech. <laughs> that. I mean, this, you know, those of you listening, this is what you could be like. <laughs> Hello, my name is Todd, and I, uh, I am a social media user. Yeah. Yeah. Todd is on, I think, step seven of the, the mm-hmm. general uh, program here. Yeah. Doing, you're doing well. Yeah, yeah. Please pray for him. We need to keep him on the straight and narrow. <laughs> if you pass an internet cafe and see him tempted to reopen an Instagram account mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, you know, jump in and intervene and, yep. and let the alliance know. But I, but I have acknowledged my higher power and I'm yeah. moving on. So, yeah. 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 Well, it's great. It's great to hear these stories of redemption. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, that's an incredible encouragement to me, Tom. I thought it would be. Um, so, well, it's uh, this has been the, the Carl Truman Show with my guest, uh, Todd Pruitt. Uh, very grateful for his testimony to overcoming his addiction. My, my one slight regret is that uh, I, I got used to, every now and then, my wife would start regaling me with these crazy right-wing conspiracy theories of an evening. <laughs> And every time she did that, I knew she'd been reading Todd Pruitt's Twitter. So the fact that I will no longer know what Alex Jones is Alex Jones is of the PCA, to, that's me. Yeah, I, it's, it's kind of disappointing. <laughs> but um, no, seriously, we hope that this podcast has been useful. I do think, speaking personally, I have never been tempted to go onto social media. Uh, and uh, I've yet to see it achieve anything serious beyond the kind of linking to, to truly serious pieces of material we've mentioned. So please, if you're a pastor or an elder out there, think carefully about how you present yourself in public. Think about the families of the people that you're writing about. And, you know, maybe you have a legitimate criticism of them, but, but make it in the kind of way that you would not be ashamed to bump into their kids or their grandkids or their wife. Uh, in the supermarket or a conference or something like that. It is worthwhile remembering that a kind word turns away wrath and the ninth commandment is binding on all Christians. Uh, so all that remains for me to do now is to wrap up the podcast, to uh, thank you for being with us, to recommend that you visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, and the two of us look forward to being with you next week. Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. For more on topics like this, visit mortificationofspin.org, where you can find other articles by Carl and Todd, browse the archive of past episodes, and make a donation. We'll talk to you next time on Mortification of Spin. We're going to do some video recording on this. Do you want Carl's legs in the shot? Oh, please, no. No. It'll throw off the whole color balance on your, on your camera. Everything else will, will be lost in shadow. Where's that coming from? Hey. I, I'm missing. I did want to wear the dark socks, but my wife wouldn't have That's the British way. It's the British way. So you'd like to do more with your church's website, especially in this day and age when keeping your members and visitors informed is so important. Hi, Eric here from Reformed Media. I've developed Reformation Sites as an easy-to-use website platform to help Reformed churches reach out more effectively. With many beautiful mobile-ready designs to choose from, helpful services, and useful features such as Sermon Manager, online bulletins, courses, and notifications, your church's website will be ready the next time a major event happens. 
It also integrates with other popular services like Sermon Audio, online donations, and live streaming with pricing that fits into any church budget. To celebrate the launch of Reformation Sites, we're offering free basic setup for a limited time. The first 30 signups may also receive a free Wordmark logo designed for their church. Go to ReformationSites.com to get started today, or call me, Eric, at 561-900-6886 to explore the possibilities. Reformation Sites, church websites for a modern Reformation.